excuse me while we interrupt this episode of the Campus Comics cast so I can take this spam phone call from yet another political party. Okay, now that's done, so we can talk about previews. <laughs> <laughs> right. This is episode, uh, what is it, 153 of mm-hmm. the Campus Comics cast. My name's Scott Reed, and I'm joined by... Mike Atchison. And Chad Schubert. And of course, this is the previews episode. This is for February 2023 for items generally shipping in March, April of 2023. And, and I guess I should also mention this is the official podcast for Muddy Monster Comics, located at 1422 Walnut Street in... Murfreesboro, Illinois. So unless you guys have something else you want to talk about, let's just dive into DC. Sounds good. I think somebody is in a hurry to get done. We won't name any names though. (laughs) (laughs) What the heck? So (laughs) I do want to mention page one uh, because they list their Dawn of DC free comic book Mm -hmm. day and they have these 25 packs of like what 30 cent or 50 cent books or i guess well they're free mm-hmm. comic books i guess they're supposed to be quote-unquote free but uh you know i always pass these things out like around halloween's or something comparable to this so i'm gonna pick up a few just to have for you know handouts to kids and stuff like that and and who knows there is gonna be a new story uh in mm-hmm. this one and maybe they'll introduce a new character so it's that's always what i was thinking to, you know, it's always something to take a chance on, especially at, you know, about 20 cents a copy. <laughs> yeah, I think I missed the fact that it was these are bundles and not some sort of um, collection of the stories in one bound copy. But mm-hmm. in that case, yeah, I would probably probably get it. Oh, yeah. Especially mm-hmm. the foil variant. <laughs> well, if you order um, if you or I think you got to order like a certain number of packs to get the foil variant. Oh, yeah, I was so, really joking about that. But. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, usually, I mean, I usually get enough to get at least one of the variants. Yeah. So, so I'll probably order that many as well. So yeah. um, with there being 25 bundles, you probably got to order four bundles to get a variant. So, yeah. Uh, page two, Mike. Yeah. Well, I mean, thanks for letting me talk about it. I, I mean, I would have gotten this no matter what. It's Green Arrow. It's first issue it's joshua williamson the but the art in this catalog with this guy named sean Izoski is that how you say it um yes as good as mine mm-hmm. it's it looks really detailed and really good um now the you know it looks like basically this could be called the green arrow family or the mm-hmm. arrow family because there are so many this uh, colors, the color part of the solicitation has a lot of uh, side characters. Of course, they throw in the obligatory Peacemaker because he's a multimedia <laughs> star now. Yeah. Um, but they've got just about every a Green Arrow adjacent character, villain and hero alike. I was going to say, because that's Merlin like to his right shoulder, isn't it? Yeah, Merlin up top, get Count Vertigo. Um, Oh, okay. So who's oh? So is that who's that behind his right shoulder then? I mean, on oh, that's uh, right, right. But oh, that's 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 his son. Oh, Connor okay. Hawk. Right, El- Merlin's right up El- on the fire escape, crawling down, and then below Merlin is Count, Count Vertigo. Vertigo. Also up on the fire escape is uh, it's I think it's Mia, the one that was the Speedy during the Kevin Smith mm-hmm. run. And you got Brick, was a big villain during that Judd Winnick okay. or Smith or Winnick. Uh, whoever was writing at the time and other yeah. I won't make you name them all I was just, I was just no no I, <laughs> I did notice they have the the red canary which is a new character as of the 
Dawn of, or I'm sorry, of Dark Crisis. She was in one of those spinoff books. But yeah, I'll get this for a while and just see see how it goes. I, th- I wasn't hugely impressed with Dark Crisis at all, but I think Williamson does better with single characters or at least uh, char- not a non-event comic. Um, I was like, yeah, you can't say not a lot of characters because there's apparently going right, to be a yeah. lot of characters. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. So it, it yeah. I do kind of dig that Nakayama variant, the mostly green, the all green with uh-huh. the it's not quite a negative space uh, cover. Yeah. But it is it is kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, only thing I the only downside I see about this is I feel like it's what was it? Was it year one where he was or year zero where he was lost on the island? Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's kind of like the same thing. He's just not lost on the island. He's lost someplace else. And yeah. It, it, so it kind of feels just from this preview feels a little repetitive. Um, like it's something that we've seen before. I wonder if, I don't know, this is me just spitballing, but I think it was the star girl special from last year that mm-hmm. it was somehow decided in story. Jeff Johns wrote the book, but that green arrow of present day, this Oliver queen was actually, he traveled through time back to the forties and he was the green arrow of the forties. And that's the first time that was ever treated that way. So maybe he's lost in time. Maybe, maybe not. I just, um, I hope it's not the island thing. I mean, really, that is a an overdone yeah. story. Well, I mean, it's, I just says it feels like it. Because when you look at that panel, that black and white panel in the upper right-hand corner, it's like he's someplace. We can't, it's definitely Sir. not just the island, you know, but he's, and it says, you know, he's lost and his family's going to come track him down. Mm-hmm. So, and I guess yeah. he gets lost in Dark Crisis on Infinite Earths. Maybe I don't remember that issues? being shown. I don't remember that yeah. being shown. No. Okay. All right. Cool. Uh, page. What page is this? Uh, page four and five. We have Superboy Man of Tomorrow number one. So Connor Kent is getting a six issue st- uh, series. Ah, not super excited about it, but uh, uh, super. I see what you did there. Yeah. Oh, well, that was actually unintentional. <laughs> <laughs> But for fans of the one-time Superboy, you know, uh, yeah, I guess we should have mentioned the Green Arrow. It was a six-issue series as well. So, oh, I didn't yeah. even realize that. I thought that was going to be an ongoing. I would have thought too, but uh, I guess if it's successful, then they'll make it ongoing. Right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They presented it as an ongoing last month. Now it's more of a. Yeah. Now it's made clear that it's going to be a six-issue. But Superman number three mm-hmm. is ongoing, and sh- I'm glad they have another Superman title. <laughs> Superman have they ever done Superman. a Superman ongoing before? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is yeah we I, we talked about this before. I just have it earmarked because it's just one one of the books I'm getting, so right. uh, I will continue to get it. And also Joshua Williamson. Right. Have you read the first issue of it yet? No. Okay. I don't know that it out, maybe has it probably isn't out. Yet. That's not till April, yet. so it's probably not going to come out until mid February. So yeah, it hasn't come out yet. Uh, page nine. Nine, yeah. Okay, yeah. Unstoppable Doom Patrol issue number two. Only mention it because they even have this, the nice little flashing <laughs> star there that says new character alert. Uh, the ever exciting sounding character of the worm. Uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, so I don't know. 
<laughs> that's something that I would want to pick up. But if you're into new characters, it's gonna be, it's gonna be, be a the big first, deal. Wouldn't be the first worm. You got Nightcrawler. <laughs> Nightcrawlers are a worm. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Crowd goes wild. Yeah. <laughs> now, I wonder, this character, I feel like, though, is pulled from the Doom Patrol TV series. Because, like, in the season three, or was it the last season, Negative Man gets this worm thing, worm-like creature, you know, that he nurses to health. And oh. It's kind of a weird thing. Okay. <laughs> um, so I don't know if this is going to be somewhat based. It ends up being like an intergalactic type of a of a creature that helps. He basically has a duplication of the powers he had before with this other creature, though. So it's hmm. it's just weird. So mm-hmm. <laughs> it's Doom Patrol. It's weird. <laughs> uh, I don't have anything else in DC till 24. I got 15, 16. Go. Hatch. Okay. Uh, 15 is Superman lost number two. I only point this out cause I really like this cover with that negative space that just the suits white where it should have color. And all you see is just the gold of the S on there. I just, I dig the cover. That was all. <laughs> do you think, do you think, cause it says it's not the final trade dress. You think, you Oh no. Around to, <laughs> to color it in yet. Everything else is colored except for this part. I so, <laughs> I didn't send, see that, but send what good. we got. Send what yeah. we got. I only All got right. the yellow. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then on sixteen is uh, DC Speechless number one. Uh, this is their uh, DC's version of the digital only, no words uh, uh, mm-hmm. book. Uh, silent comic is what I wrote, uh, and uh, it gets printed for the first time. It's been on the DC Universe uh, Infinite app and uh, is okay. I mean. I don't. It wasn't breaking any grounds by any means. I think I I liked the uh, the goofy. Uh, what's the the creature on on the Marvel side that is? It's an animal. The pet. Oh, the shark, Sharky or whatever. Uh, uh, Jeff. Jeff. Yeah, it's Jeff. That's not Sharky. <laughs> uh, I read both of those as they were kind of coming out, and I think I rather prefer it's Jeff than the Speechless book, honestly. Well, reading just if these little four. There's four little one page strips, I guess, yeah. silent strips that they show here. If they are representative, yeah. I, I would I would say that this makes Fred Hembeck look sophisticated. His <laughs> his strips. These don't these are not I mean maybe it's maybe it would be great for a kid or a young per, you know, a young reader mm-hmm. that it might be kind of humorous, but it's it's I mean it's it's not it's kind of falling flat. I'm just gonna say I don't see any spirals in their knees. Is all I'm gonna say. No spirals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nothing like that. I'm up to page twenty. I don't know if you're up yeah, to that. Twenty four is where I'm at. So. Uh, twenty is uh, this is where I've drawn the line in the sand. I'm going to jump into the the Sandman universe for yes. the first time in years. <laughs> and um. In no small part attributed to, you know, the TV show, which was honestly, I'm embarrassed to say, my first exposure to the Corinthian. I had not even read a single story with the Corinthian um, at this point. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and get Sandman Universe, Nightmare Country, and The Glass House. So we'll it gets the award for it. the longest title in, <laughs> I think, all of previews for this month. 
that, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sure Damon Universe, Nightmare Country, The Glass House. <laughs> yeah. I just love colons and dashes, you know? Yes. I uh, I just finished uh, reading the the Nightmare Country the 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 main six issue that came out before this one mm-hmm. and uh, and it it ended pretty good I thought it was uh, it was kind of got a little wonky as a six issue four and five kind of wasn't sure how they were gonna stick the landing and then six ended up uh, really cool pulling in some characters from the Sandman universe and uh, and led right into the Dead Boy Detectives book that's coming out currently ah, so they, we might they, be talking about that title sometime soon uh no we're talking about the one before it <laughs> oh okay well still the dead boy, dead boy detectives there you go. <laughs> this is the first time in a couple of years that we've had two sandman universe books in previews again so because oh. dead boy detectives is still going on so that means that they've got faith in the brand again and i like that i guess they're trying to p- push netflix into doing a second season Yes. Yeah, I, I think they've confirmed the second season. I oh, think they did just, they? I hadn't heard I th- that. I th- I thought so. I might I be wrong. There was basically implying that it wasn't going to happen, but mm. okay, that's good though if it does. So, we'll we'll just hope for it, even if it's not true. That's right. <laughs> Come over to HBO Max. <laughs> that's right. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. As long as it gets made. <laughs> exactly. You don't care where it's at. <laughs> uh, twenty-four. We've got the, I guess I'm going to call these the first two single releases of the deluxe hardcover editions for the One Bad Day stories that can go in your collected edition slipcover case That's if right, you yeah. picked that up last month. So um, I guess this will be, there'll be two more next month because it came with one and then there's these two and there'll be two more next month, I assume, or I think so. in the upcoming months. Yeah. So to go along with, uh, what was it? Um was it what was the first one? Was it the Riddler the first one? Mm, I think so. Okay, and then it also included the Killing Joke, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yep. Um, thirty-six is my next thing. I got thirty-two. Thirty-one. History of the DC Universe hardcover. Now I'm sure it's not the first time it's been printed in a hardcover, but I don't have one, so. Um, This is the Marv Wolfman and George Perez companion to Crisis, Um, and it's it really was the launching point for uh, the post-Crisis universe for DC. So I don't know if you guys have have you read it before. It's have not. It's kind of like Marvel Saga, except in two volumes and not as detailed, but it's I mean, absolutely gorgeous artwork. So I think I'm going to get order this for uh, my shelf. On 32 is the Wonder Woman Historia, the Amazons Collected edition. Uh, I point this out for two reasons. One, I wanted to read this as it was coming out. I didn't. Uh, it's now on the Infinite app, and I'll probably read it there. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but I also noticed that this isn't the only time, but has it been a newer thing that there's a direct market cover that's different than than the regular cover is that something that's just always happened off and on they've been doing that for quite a while as long as i i mean since we've been doing the previews podcasts from the very beginning most most issues there's been a direct market edition okay and a regular cover for a lot of these especially going back to like the marvel masterworks a lot of those i think oh yeah yeah. i remember correctly they have like a direct market and the but that you'd see a lot of them that would have like a Kirby cover for like a direct market and a regular yeah. cover for 
for you know the regular release so and i'd see yeah. it frequently but i just I, I was like is that a new thing or is that but i, I feel like I, I keep coming across it and this was just one example where i finally was like i'm gonna ask ask there you go <laughs> <laughs> yeah as much as i fussed about not getting these on time or they were delayed i haven't read a single one yet and now i wish i would have just, <laughs> just got the, like the hardcover yeah. yeah of course it's yeah. probably when is it coming it comes um, out in June. June. Oh, yeah. June. Oh, so you June? got time yeah. to read it. I, I do have time to redeem myself a bit. <laughs> uh, page 36. I'm not going to buy this, but I like this packaging. Uh, Superman 78 mm-hmm. and Batman 89 back set, bu- uh, box set where the sides are like the stickers you would have on the side of VHS tapes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I love I thought, it. Yeah. I, that's a pretty good uh, pretty good display for uh, for these if you want the collected editions. Thought that Market. was kind of clever. Yes. <laughs> and I'm done with DC. Me too. Yeah, I think everything else for me is just the the regular purchases. Everything I have earmarked here is just the regular purchases. I'm looking real quick. Yep, that should do it. Okay. All right. On to Marvel. Let's see if I can find my Marvel catalog. Of course, on the cover they have one of those, another one of those Disney 100s, mm-hmm. uh, which is the Infinity Gauntlet. Is that the cover? I've been I've no, it's the second page on second or the page? third okay. page or whatever, the inside yeah. cover. That's again, I guess it's too expensive to put the covers on the digital versions of these catalogs. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> the yeah, the actual what? cover has the Venom Unchained uh, Venom 18 cover on it, is what the oh, the front this- front. This would have been a better cover. Brian the, Hitch. Uh, the Infinity Gauntlet uh, homage <laughs> would have been a better cover. So, um, I think a better design cover, but Brian Hitch art was is looking pretty good on it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so page two, we have a Planet of the Apes because somebody apparently demanded it. So <laughs> I, I can't believe that this made it to the front of previews. Yes, like I know because they like, usually push this stuff to the back. They yeah. Just they're just justifying the acquisition of the rights. And yeah. have this, <laughs> this is one of those deals, I think. And they don't list this as a limited series, so I guess it's going to be an ongoing. Um, I am already dreading the day when we get Planet of the Apes versus Aliens versus mm-hmm. Predator versus yes. whatever else they want to throw in there um, to it's, combine all those universes. I looked it up. It's been 46 years since Marvel has published Planet of the Apes. Yeah. So. Wow. I didn't 77 was the last. 77 was the last one. Okay. Mm -hmm. There have been some other Planet of the Apes books since. Yeah. It's just Marvel's. Uh, I wish I I would. The only thing I wish if they would, you know, we've gotten three. It seemed like halfway decent Planet of the Apes movies. Are these in in the same canon as that? Is it its own thing? They don't really say. They don't uh, say it almost has to be in the modern movie universe. It, yeah. yeah, because they're kind of showing. I, I this feels more like the like the movie universe where it's like all starting to happen. You know, where the apes right. are taking over, not later on where. So I, I think it has to be in the movie universe because you know their their alien books seem and their predator books and their Star Wars books all seem to be in canon with the movies that exist mm-hmm. within them. Uh, so it just it seemed like that would be the thing, but they don't hinge on that at all. Like, see what happened in between Rise yeah. and War of or whatever. <laughs> Is uh, Planet of the Apes a Disney property now? Uh, I guess maybe because it was a Fox. I think it was a Fox. Was it Fo- okay, uh, that makes sense then. Yeah, I think. 
Don't quote me. <laughs> I, I can see it now at Disney. Somebody was like flipping through some paperwork, and it's like we own Planet of the. Apes. We have Planet of the Apes. <laughs> Holy smokes! Let's do a comic book. <laughs> Who knew we had Planet of the Apes? I feel I like didn't. maybe Dark Horse had this last. If I'm not not mistaken, the I, the comic. I just thing? remember like some other indie like oh uh, like now like Titan or something. or something. No, like even like oh like even more nineties. <laughs> Oh, like okay. now or something like that. It is it is Disney by way of 20th Century Fox. Okay. okay. All right. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, my next thing is seven. Okay. Oh, so page seven. Uh, what do I have? Oh, and I'm it's Guardians of the Galaxy number one, and I'm only mentioning this because there's a Doctor Doom timeless variant. <laughs> so yeah, there you go. Yeah, does that have anything to do with anything? With no. No. After, okay, that's no. the thing about these timeless variants is that they don't have to they do are anything. Stupid choices on some of the <laughs> issue covers. I mean, it's really it's like, why is I, I don't know, I'm trying to come up with a good one here um, that makes zero sense. So uh, they should be on ongoing titles. Number one, it's so like this Avengers Omega, Avengers Assemble Omega One has a Galactus time variant. It's like uh, timeless variant. Why? You know, put on the main titles, yeah. books where it's they're the main, one of the bigger villains for, it just, it doesn't all make sense. Well, and that's yeah. what I didn't understand about the Disney 100s, is I, I thought those were going to bounce from title to no, title. They're all Amazing Spider-Man. And they're all every other one, because it's mm-hmm. a twice a month title. So, like, why not put it on Avengers or something that is yeah. going to keep running? Yeah, it's a weird choice. They got some weird choices for their it's, variants over yeah. at Marvel. And they always, they always have, so... <laughs> I okay, so page ten. Unless somebody has oh, anything. page nine. Page nine for okay, me, Scott. All right, go ahead. Uh, just Adam Warlock, Strange Tales, number one seventy eight, facsimile edition. I figure this is a a more cost efficient way to <laughs> to to purchase this book. So I don't know. Does it go for big bucks on the? I you know I haven't I had gotten my copy. I haven't looked at the value on it, but it's a little bit up there, but it's not like. Mm-hmm. unattainable i mean it's not like a 500 dollar book yeah um i think if this is the right issue though the coolest thing about it is that instead of saying that it's approved by the comics code it says that it's approved by the cosmic code oh <laughs> so uh, and that's actually on the original so i, I don't know if i can it's not on here I, i'm looking at it now i don't see I, it on here. i can't yeah you can't oh, wait wait it does say that no it says comics it says comics so maybe it's maybe it's the issue before the issue after Okay. But one okay. of these, it uh, says cosmic, and I can go oh, grab it if I, if I need to. That's, so, cool. that's yeah. cool. If they if it actually is 178, and they changed it to say comics, they really really screwed something up. So, yeah, the editors the editor did too much. <laughs> well, if you've got a copy, maybe I'll consider buying the original if it's got that. Well, no, it's that one's mine, and it's not for sale. Oh well, okay, never mind. <laughs> and speaking of. Adam Warlock on page 10. We got a five issue series, um, Adam Warlock uh, Rebirth, written by Ron Mars and art by Ron Lim. And they were on Silver Surfer for part of its longer run on volume three. Mm-hmm. Um, does have a new, let's see, does does have a new character. Um, I don't think that, I can't remember if they gave any uh, details about the new character. But and then it also has and this one makes sense. It does have a Thanos timeless variant. So that one definitely makes more sense than some of the other choices. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because Thanos and Adam Warlock have a pretty significant past <laughs> together. So 
13. Restarting, rebooting aliens with a new number one. For the third time since they've had it. They've had it since 21. Wow. Yeah, it's the third reboot in three years. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) They're they're doing it Marvel style where they just reboot it when they get a new creative team, I think. Creative team, yeah. It just, I just, I'm glad I'm not buying this because keeping track of the order of the issues, it just becomes a nightmare. So, yeah. <laughs> yes. I think the last one just rebooted in like September of last year, if I remember right. Wow. Like it wasn't that long ago. And what's bad is I would probably enjoy this series. So I would take the time to sit down and read it. I just haven't. Yeah. Taken the time to sit down and read it. So I picked up course, issue one of the, like the first issue one. And it didn't wow me or anything, but it might have been cool as a like an ongoing. And I, I like, I I like Aliens. I, my preferred movie is Alien Singular, the first one. Mm-hmm. And I feel like most of the most of the comics and stuff are more on the aliens side of things than the alien side of things. So that's why I tend to steer clear of a lot of ah, it. Um, gotcha. But uh, yeah, it looks like uh, page fourteen, fifteen, and sixteen is. Sins of Sinister wrapping up uh, 1,000 years in the future now. So that is, uh, they went from present day or whatever to 10 years in, to or 100 years out to 1,000 years out. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, you got a timeless variant of Apocalypse. So don't forget that, because I need to say oh. timeless variant 2,500 times before we're all said and done. <laughs> Uh, 17. Okay. Uh, I think it's probably just another variant. Oh, so we have Avengers <laughs> Assemble Omega One. That's that Galactus, uh, timeless variant. This one, all you see is his face on this one. So, yeah, I didn't even, I can't even tell you if I just skimmed that page that I even saw it. It kind of blends into Thor's cape a little bit color wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then that weird green reflection for some reason. I don't, I don't know. It's like they should have emphasized the purple a little bit more on that. Right. So maybe there's something else going on if we were to see the entire image, because, you know, this is probably going to be a mural at some point at Marvel. And when we see the full um, thing, of course, Galactus needs to be significantly taller than everybody else. So I don't know how that's going to how that's going to play into the uh, into the mural. So, yeah, um, but I don't have any little 29. Uh, I don't either. Go ahead. You're good. OK, so and I'm just going to say Sandman timeless variant for uh, <laughs> Red Goblin number three. So what else do you have about that page? <laughs> oh, I don't have anything else. I didn't have that page. I just oh, didn't have okay. anything up until that page. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, uh, okay, someplace in here, and I saw this on the... Uh, we already talked about it. The Amazing Spider-Man issue 23 has a Mysterio timeless variant, and it also has that Disney 100 Infinity Gauntlet oh, okay. variant. So for 23, they don't show pictures for either of those on the Amazing Spider-Man 23. Mm-hmm. They do say the Disney 100 and the Mysterio in the. I just missed it. I guess I was just looking. I was just looking for the pictures. I don't guess I read enough of this. I, That's, uh, I mean, we're comic book readers. Hey, there you the go. That's right. Every time I hear that, I think of that uh, uh, Simpsons episode where it's got the the mayor or something who's like the. I was I was elected to lead, not to read. <laughs> so anyway. Uh, 24, Amazing Spider-Man number 24 has the Vulture Timeless variant. And I'm still then, good. The 37 is my next Okay, page. so 33, Miles Morales, Spider-Man number 5 has the Electro Timeless variant. 34, and this one that makes no sense, Carnage number 12 has the Hella 
timeless variant. <laughs> uh, page 35, Venom 18 has the Lizard, timeless variant. Page 36, Spider-Man number 7 has the Doc Ock, timeless variant. Then 48, so where were you at? Oh, uh, 30, page 37, uh, Marvel Voices, The Spider-Verse. I've been trying to pick up these Voices uh, books. Um, I've read a few of them, but not all of them, but I seem to be buying them every time they come out anyways. Uh, this month is a collection of short stories set in the Spider-Verse, uh, which is cool because I don't normally pick up Spider-Man books, but I like the character. So this is a kind of a chance to read a couple of stories set in them. Now, usually these voices have a theme, and I don't know what the theme is supposed to be for this. This one. theme is just spiders, Spider-Man people. This is the first one I think that that's... hasn't been... Yeah, that's kind of steering away from the voices. Yeah, because it was like community and it was mm-hmm. pride and it was, you know, it was had themes of of different groups of people. It yeah. seemed as though uh, and this one, and, and maybe spiders. there was a voices Wakanda as well. Like maybe yeah, they but did that, that would have been a, that would have been like I'm pretty sure that was a people of color, though. Oh, OK, so maybe it could for be that for that one. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this one just seemed like it was just like we got a collection of short Spider-Man stories. So here you yeah. go. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I'm 48 still. 47. Okay. Uh, is that what you had, Mike? Yeah, but go ahead. No, you go ahead. No, it's just that, I mean, I'm, I'm picking up Miracle Man, the Silver Age, and I'm trying to decide whether or not to pick this up. It's Miracle Man, the Marvel Tales, and it's, uh, reprinting Miracle Man, T- uh, stories from 1985 from um warrior one through 11 miracle man special it's just a lot of reprints but again i'm i'm, I'm so turned around on what the history of this is <laughs> i don't know if this will make it better or worse to, to read it yeah i i thought you know for for 10 bucks it's the it's you know kind of the origin of of it or at least you know the early stories i guess of yeah. it so for 120 pages or so if you didn't get it when they did the reprint in 2014 of it then right it's a it's a good yeah. grab yep uh 48 the modoc timeless variant on captain america sentinel of liberty <laughs> uh number 11 <laughs> okay 49 actually gonna talk about this one so we got we got a basically a crossover in the captain america books so it's cold war um, now, what's weird about this is it is going to pull a lot of stuff from the Rick Remender run on Captain America. So in this in that storyline, Cap goes to Dimension Z and he ends up staying there like 30, 40 years. Uh, he adopts a kid, uh, which is where this Ian that shows up in uh, some of the story. He's like nomad now. Um, that's where Ian comes from. This is after this storyline ended. This is when we got old Steve Rogers and old Sharon Carter, and then it took them a while to shift back to the younger versions um, of themselves. So they're revisiting that Dimension Z um, storyline. I guess they're going to pull a lot of stuff from that Rick Remember run, which I didn't really like a lot, um, but uh, it is what it is. And there's a Baron Zemo timeless variant. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Uh, Fantastic Four number six has an Annihilus timeless variant and then if you're in the digital catalog you get to page like 53, 54 or whatever um, 
then it jumps back to page like 27 <laughs> and then you gotta scroll all the way back through to get to page 53 again <laughs> i did have a version of that and but i found one that didn't uh <laughs> but I, I i did have one and i thought that was a little weird yeah so i get to i guess i could repeat all those things again <laughs> or not <laughs> so yeah it jumps yeah it jumps all the way back to like 27 or something like that you gotta scroll all the way back down to get to where you were so um 55 magneto timeless variant for scarlet witch number four 56 this is the one that doesn't make any sense deadpool issue six has a mole man timeless variant page 61 uh thor 33 has a loki timeless variant now this one Somebody else wielding Thor's hammer. You know, it used to be a really, really big deal in Marvel Comics when somebody else could pick up Thor's hammer. Now, every Tom, Dick, and Harry can pick up Thor's hammer, so it really doesn't mean anything anymore. But I, I got to—I had to find out if Thor's sister is somebody that's been mentioned in comics before. So, is uh, that I, not Jane? Uh, no. I'm assuming that this is La Usa. But it could okay. be Jane holding the hammer. Because it I says mean, Thor and Jane Foster hunt for doom mm-hmm. on their but side. Also, yeah, but it also talks about Thor's sister. Gotcha. It doesn't really look like Jane. I mean, but again, different artist interpretation. Right. You know, it could be it could be Jane. Um, it's hard. It's really hard to say for sure um, if that's Jane or not. So it might be. It's not reminiscent of any costume that she's had in the past okay. that I'm aware of, unless it's just something recent. Hmm. So, um, and then 63, we've got a Moon Knight. 22 has a Kingpin timeless variant. And two that I missed, Hulk number 14 has an Abomination timeless variant. And Wolverine 32 has a Rhino timeless variant. And I think that's all of them. Thank goodness. So, so now you can talk about Star Wars. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> Um, on page 67 is Star Wars Darth Vader, black, white, and red. Uh, we're getting the the uh, the black and white and another color treatment for Darth Vader. Uh, that felt it felt weird just because we Star Wars seems to kind of live outside of the realm of everybody else, but it's brought in and it's okay. I'll probably buy it. Um, Peach Bamoko is going to have a story in there. Jason Aaron's going to have a story that's going to run across all four issues of it, uh, just like every other black white and whatever color uh uh series this is going to be a few uh short stories some of them spanning over multiple issues some of them not uh but yeah like i said i'll pick it up <laughs> i'm uh, done with marvel so whatever you guys have left in marvel go for it i also have 71 which is another star wars uh is uh star wars return of the jedi ewoks uh, we had the Jabba's Palace last month celebrating the 40th anniversary of Return of the Jedi. This is the Ewoks one focusing on uh, it looks like they're it's going to be Ewoks telling some some tales is kind of the premise of it. They're going to like sit around a fire and tell war stories. Uh, so I, that might be cool. I'm curious to see how they're going to do the communication because Ewoks obviously don't speak basic. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, how, how they will communicate that. I'm, I'm not sure, uh, as long as it's not a, 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 a speechless, no words kind of story, I think we'll be all right. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm done with Marvel. 
Hatch, you got anything? No, I'm good. Okay. All right. Big book it is. So, all right. So don't forget, orders are due by the 18th. So try to get your previews order into your comic shop by the 18th. And um, I don't have page numbers for any of this stuff. So I'm going to have to go by uh, just by publisher. So um, I'm going to start by saying Shad. Yes. Um, or was it at? Hold on a second. I'm sorry. I lost my spot in my notes. I blew my timing on this one. So uh, deep cuts number one. Go. Uh, deep cuts. Yeah. So I, I was actually I haven't started because I, I was like, I need I need sold on buying this one 100 percent. Um, I'm at like a 60, 65% on getting this one. Uh, so Deep Cuts is co-written by Kyle Higgins, but is not in the Massive Verse, uh, which is a first for him in a while. Uh, it's about a musician in New Orleans in 1917. Uh, it doesn't appear that it looks, there's no like weird hook, I don't think, to it. I think it might just be a straight up, here's a musician in the in 1917 in New Orleans, go, uh, kind of thing. It's not like, and then he finds a mysterious ghost or something like nope. that. Uh, so I'm 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 excited about it because of that because I I like the stories that don't have the weird you know sci-fi spin on it and it's just a give me a, a cool story that is grabs my attention enough by itself and uh, I hope this is one of those because I like I'm I'm a big fan of the city of New Orleans um and i like jazz all right but i like music oh, overall okay. so yeah. <laughs> um i don't know is anybody excited about terror war number one Mm-mm. no me neither i just i, I looked at the yeah. i looked at the preview and it's just like it doesn't it's, it doesn't add anything to it you know it's like i don't i don't get a feel for what it talks about like the monsters or anything like that so uh yeah it the artwork's okay i mean it's it's not bad but but it is a new number one so i thought somebody would want to mention it i do want to mention world tree yeah um, that's that's one i had earmarked all right go ahead no no you can oh, okay well I, i'm not excited about the writer james tiny in the fourth i'm just not a big fan of his but i do like the concept where we basically kind of have this hackers meets the dark web meets some type of horror element um so i am for sure going to uh give this a shot however i think the leet speak is going to annoy me tremendously on this um like the the title world tree well it's w zero r l d t r three three and it's like um, one of the things is they're going to know the meaning of fear but it's not it's spelled ph three four r which is how you spell fear in lead speak so that if they do that a lot you're going to just like stop and think about all these things as you're reading it and that could be problematic but it really kind of is based in that pre widespread internet because we're talking about message boards here as mm-hmm. opposed to you know internet so um definitely say leak leak speech leet l-e-e-t never heard of that as in elite so it's okay. an elite hacker. They do elite speak. So, okay. and that's actually been adopted to like a lot of people's passwords, you know? So what they'll okay, do is like yeah, yeah. create a password instead of using, like if they're going to use password, which you shouldn't obviously, but they use the at symbol for the A right. and dollar signs for S's and, and yeah. zeros for O's. And, and if I just ruin somebody's password out there, I apologize. You just need to change <laughs> it anyway. So, <laughs> all right. Um, Anything else from Image for anybody? 
Um, no, uh, no, I don't. I've got uh, Junk Rabbit, which is on page 56 in the big book, uh, is about a, a hero called Junk Rabbit uh, rising from the actual trash of uh, in response to climate change. Uh, it feels like, uh, like they're probably, they're definitely shoehorning in a lot of climate change into this book, but I liked the design. The artwork was really cool. Uh, and the, the cover art, uh, the cover artist is the same as who's doing interiors and the writer on it, Jimmy Robinson, who I don't know the name of, and it doesn't give any previous credit to on the page at least. Uh, but I dug that. I thought the design was really cool of, you know, just the way that the kind of trash and scrap metal scraps and everything makes the the costume of the trash rabbit or the junk rabbit trash rabbit <laughs> <laughs> that's rocket raccoon <laughs> <laughs> and that's my only other thing in image all right uh let's see boom you make anything from boom i got a couple things getting there getting getting there or uh... i'm getting there oh, okay well i'll go and start so we've yeah. got uh the expanse the Dragon Tooth, one of twelve. So this is supposed to be a fill in the gap story, and they apply it's more for the TV series than it is for the actual books. And I guess that's okay with me because I actually enjoyed the TV series more than I enjoyed the books. I did, I did read all the books, um, but it's supposed there's like this thirty year time jump that occurs uh, in the book. So it's going to fill in some of the gap of some of the story that happens inside of that thirty years, which I think. Gosh, is that it's like either between books six and seven or probably book six and seven because it's like three set to three. So it's probably between book six and seven is where that time jump occurred. I don't remember exactly, but this is this another they did a uh, a graphic novel that had like a, four stories previously. Um, and there's actually a resolicit here in this catalog for that as well. Um, where they basically did four stories of some of like the four of the main characters um just little short stories and put it into a combined book so that's also in here if you're a big fan of the expanse um anybody want to talk about seasons have teeth i said it boom yeah uh yeah still boom yeah yeah i had it uh flagged i i thought the concept was cool it's about a photographer who has to track down the godlike creatures that represent the seasons and uh, capture perfect photos to bring back the color into the photographer's world. I don't get the concept completely, but I like the idea of there being like these creatures that represent the seasons mm -hmm. that have to be photographed or, you know, some, something along those lines. The, the kind of photography aspect seemed neat. I don't know. Maybe it's a little weird too. They, you know, they describe the seasons: spring, summer, autumn, fall. Not just autumn or fall, it's autumn, fall, and winter. <laughs> okay, so, so in case you refer to, depending on how you call it, what you call it, they got you covered yeah. no matter what. <laughs> I guess it's for the Europeans. I think it's autumn in Europe, and it's ah. fall here. So I, I may be off on my uh, locale there for the... It must have for, a different... That's, that's what it says in the solicitation on the digital version? Yeah, because it says autumn, fall. It doesn't say that here. It just says spring, summer, autumn, and winter. Oh, yeah, I've really? got just autumn on mine. 
too. Oh, okay. So it's, it's, it's like, I'm on I'm on Pullbox on Previews World. It's like somebody uh, caught the error before it got printed. <laughs> right. Well, but yeah, but they left it online. <laughs> right, but they left it online. Huh. Okay, that doesn't make. A I really the, the the variants on this book. There's there's some really cool artwork uh, on there, which really caught my eye. I would have just skimmed probably past this, but there's I don't know if it's it's the one it's the one on page 103, the Duncan Fegrito variant, and then the Sebastian Flumara one on 104 is just like wow. There's some really really cool artwork. Yeah, there's no image for cover B, which is the Frigello uh, variant, and I don't even, they don't even list a C, so I'm definitely oh, missing Oh, you some can't stuff. see that on there. Yeah, okay. I can't see those. Yeah, you're so. missing some pretty cool artwork in the big oh, book. Okay, all right. <laughs> I'm going to have to decide. Uh, that's when I'm, I'm on the fence about ordering that one. It's like part of me wants to order it, and part of me's like, eh. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we'll see. That's all I had in Boom. Look, anything else in Boom? No. Nope. Nope. Okay. Dark Horse. Somebody's gonna have to talk about the Great British Bump Off. I don't. I don't know. Who <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> you don't want to. I don't know. Mike, you want to talk about the Great British Bump Off? I, I didn't. I don't even know what it is. I all I have <laughs> you know, is my my second issue of Assassin's Apprentice and or not my fifth my fifth issue. So. Oh, okay. I, I just figured this has got to be some type of parody of the Great British Baking Show or Bake Off or whatever it is. Yeah. Um. So they just call it an Agatha Christie style murder. I'm probably not ordering this, but but at least the title caught my attention. So it was it, it looked horrible enough that I was like, I I don't I don't even know. Kidding now. Yeah, I didn't. I mean, the all eight <laughs> eyes caught my attention more than that. <laughs> uh, anything else in Dark Horse? Uh, I, you know, I looked at Hairball as a potential, but I got all I think all I want out of cat characters in Inkblot, and uh, I don't know if it's anything similar to that. But if you guys rec- recall, that was the Emma Kubert uh, mm-hmm. series, yeah. And I, I, I think I bought the first eight or ten issues. Mm. Yeah, this is though it is another book from Flux House, which is that Matt Kent. Yeah. Um, Matt Kent imprint from Dark Horse. Um, I probably should pick this up just to be consistent, but but he had a newsletter not too long ago and he was He said, Don't buy it. Yeah, no, no. It was basically <laughs> I just the premise just didn't didn't jump out to me about, you know, this it, it's kinda I can't remember if it's told from the point of the cat or what, but I'm not a big cat person myself, so I was Well yeah. the the premise seemed it, you know, some of these premises this month seem a little like loose a little a little mm-hmm. fast and loose like this one is like there's a girl and she's convinced that this, this cat's causing all this bad stuff to happen to her and then she finds out it's not the cat not like the cat. yeah and i'm like okay, <laughs> it's something well, else that's not really a, i don't think that's much of a premise no, no. <laughs> <laughs> so i did i thought just i had a flat tire but herb. now i don't have a flat tire, flat tire. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't get it um I, I need I don't I'm I'm to IDW. I got a I got a dynamite. Okay. Um there is an, another new Disney book and I have to talk about it just because uh I feel like I need to. Uh cuz I'm going to I'm going to pick it up for sure. So uh <laughs> d- uh on page 165 in Dynamite uh is Disney Villains colon Scar number 1 uh focusing on the character of Scar from The Lion King. Uh, it appears to be like after, if you're familiar with uh, the the Lion King storyline, uh, after uh, Simba is born, but before 
Mufasa is murdered by Scar. Spoilers if you haven't <laughs> seen it. Um, the the one thing I was like, oh, that's cool. I, I'm I'm down because I'm a big Disney guy, so I'll I'll buy anything that says Disney on it, uh, except for those one in one hundred variants that Marvel's putting out, I guess. Uh, but there's a retailer note that says uh, not available as a collected edition before summer of 2025 on there. And I was like, oh. holy cow, this is forcing in your hand, aren't they? Yeah, they are. They're they're like you will if you want to wait, you're going to be waiting a long time to get this collected. Mm-hmm. You better buy the individual issues. Huh, that's weird. Yeah. <laughs> is it I'm weird curious. that Disney's putting this or I'm sorry, Dynamite's putting this out? Well, they've had the the um, Darkwing Duck the and duck, the Gargoyles. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, true. So yeah. it, it seems like they must have gotten the Disney comic uh, bid for a while at yeah. least. Yeah, I'm sure it's. I'm part, sure a lot of it is is that Disney doesn't want to be viewed as like monopolizing the market, so they're they're having to give out some of their sure. properties to some of the other companies. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, I think that's probably a little bit to do with it. Plus, they could probably make as much or more licensing it than they can just writing it themselves. Good point. So, yeah. 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 Um, I got two things at IDW, which I, I bet it's not covers. <laughs> <laughs> Since I don't know what that is, uh... <laughs> you can't. You wouldn't be able to tell what any any book is at IDW this month. Oh, yeah. well, actually, you can. On, online, I got most of them except for the TMNT ones. Oh, they're uh, in the in the physical catalog. There's not a single. No. Well, oh, really? I, yeah, no covers at all. <laughs> okay, yeah, almost final all the art covers, pending. <laughs> yeah, almost all the covers are there except for for one of the Sonic Hedgehog covers. None of the Turtles covers have anything. Well, there's a Turtles ongoing 139 has a cover, but yeah. But the things I'm going to mention do have covers. Um, the first is there's a new Rocketeer one shot. Um, has two covers, both of which are shown. Um, but it's just got a few, um, I can't remember, like three short stories or three stories mm. um, about the Rocketeer. First one has a cover by um, Adam Hughes as well, so... And then the other, I I did flag this one not because I care about Rocketeer, but I know you guys like it. And I my note was I wanted to make sure that you guys saw it since there isn't a cover image, <laughs> it would be easy to miss. So it's like if you just looked at that page, you'd be just yeah, look at the yeah, screen. look at this, Scott. That's I can't, that's hold on, I got to get to where I can see your camera because Shad's on the. There we go. Oh my gosh, yeah. it is not a single cover. It's all. Oh. Coming soon. <laughs> well, a lot of them say that, but a lot of them have covers. Okay, and, good. Yeah. And then the right. other one that I'm definitely going to mention, because I was looking for it last month and it wasn't there, and I thought, was that a one-shot? But they have the Dungeons & Dragons Saturday Morning Adventures uh. number two. So that is uh, solicited as well. So I guess it's going to be bi-monthly. Is that right? If it's every other month, is it bi-monthly? Yes. Yeah, okay. Semi-monthly is every is twice a month. Twice a month, okay. All right. And what's funny is in the in the the printed or in the the PDF of it, it doesn't say issue two. It just says Dungeons and Dragons Saturday Morning Adventures. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, here they show both both covers. I got I got pictures of both covers, and uh, <laughs> yeah, so I'm not digging the art on the A cover or the B cover, but uh, but yeah, they're there. So I still haven't read the still haven't received the first one yet. Still waiting for that. So <laughs> and comics wise, I think I'm done i got some couple of small things to mention but but cover comics wise i'm done okay so we'll going we'll, backwards i'd say we'll go page numbers now yeah yeah i mean i know that uh 
this is before the IDW and the catalog, but it's the uh, monthly creator you should know feature. Mm. And it's Jose Luis Garcia Lopez. So anyone that, you know, came up in comics through the Bronze Age and on into the modern age, you're very familiar with this this artist. He he did a lot of the what do you call it when your your art is used for marketing and it's he he, he developed that that mm. standard marketing art. Um, but it basically is just a, a hats off to him. He's still he's I don't know what his age is, but he's up in his 80s, I bet. Um, and he's I've seen him do some work even in the last couple of years. So um, he started uh, his uh, DC career in 1975, and then later he did his pen. He, I think his first full t- full art gig was Hercules Unbound with Jerry Conway, and then he worked on Jonah Hex and DC Comics Presents, and he he some of the probably the more recognizable artwork he's done is if you remember action comics 484 where superman married lois lane of course they trick you because it's actually the earth 2 superman Mm -hmm. and lois but he's superman's carrying lois on his shoulder and there she's in her wedding gown and all that stuff but also he did the art for batman versus incredible hulk in 1981 so uh, I'm running 75 this year if i can do math correctly he was born in 48 Okay. So, yeah, I would thought he'd been older than that. So. No, he. Yeah, I would have thought so too. He's he's solid. Uh, just one mm-hmm. of the best. Um, so I wanted to point him out on that page. I've got out of uh, on page two twenty six out of Titan, uh, is a book called In Search of Gil Scott Heron. Uh, it is a, a trade paperback. Uh, or or a hardcover, sorry. They don't have the trade yet. Uh, This is celebrating the 50th anniversary of hip-hop. Evidently, Gil Scott Heron was the uh, godfather of rap. And uh, I like all things music, even even on the the rap side. It's not my my number one go-to, but I do dig it. And uh, so I thought this was a cool a cool book. Maybe would shine some light on some things I don't know about that that music genre. And also, I the artwork is right up my alley. Sebastian Paquette. Uh, as the artist, I don't, I've never heard his name before, but um, I do, I do dig it. Uh, it's kind of, it's a rough, very kind of indie style artwork. Um, yeah. But, but I like it a lot. Yeah. I'm up to 344. Okay. I got a uh, 256 is a book out of Abram, Abrams Comic Arts called Kent State, Four Dead in Ohio. Uh, this is a, a book I'd, didn't know hadn't come out in print and maybe it's a reprint and I didn't, I just missed the note on it. Uh, but it's a, it's a book called, uh, written and drawn by Durf back Durf, uh, who did, uh, my friend Dahmer. Um, he's done quite a few other things. Some, there was a, a book trailer park, something or other, uh, that I, 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 I liked a lot. I, he kind of a goofy art style, goofy writing style. Um, he's out of, I think he's from Columbus, Ohio. And, uh, I didn't figure that out until I was in a, like his, one of his local shops and I was like, Oh, I, this is Durf back Durf stuff. And, uh, so somebody that I've just kind of followed in my kind of indie reading, this is a historical telling of the, uh, Vietnam protest gone wrong at Kent state in 1970. Uh, so some heavy, heavy content, uh, but he's a pretty solid, uh, writer and artist. So 
it'd probably be pretty good. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. Um, anything before three forty four? Uh, three forty three, actually. All right. Well, that's if I counts as before. Yeah, <laughs> it's just barely. <laughs> uh, three forty three is a uh, silence. Number one is a rock and roll mythology mashup book about a girl whose father goes missing and she goes to look for him. Uh, there's a bunch of even just in the the uh, kind of preview of it. There's a, a you can tell there's going to be a lot of overlap of music references in there. There's um, a she gets in a yellow submarine to go find him. And it's, I can't remember what the name of the submarine is. Cause I can't find the page uh, where I'm at, but it, it seems like it's just going to be a, a slew of music references all through this journey for this girl to find her father, which I thought was kind of a, a cool, cool little thing. And yeah, now, anything, any, any comic cover with a guitar, I can almost count on you talking about, <laughs> I, I note those <laughs> when I see him. Yes. Uh, the very next page, though, is something I'd like to buy for my granddaughter. She's eight going on 15. Um, but it's uh, Harriet Tubman. And, you know, the, of course, today's February 1st. So it's officially the start of Black History Month. And this is a book called Harriet Tubman Tubman Toward Freedom. It's a $12.99 comic uh, that's uh what 112 pages and it basically is sort of a uh, historical account of what she did um with the underground railroad and railroad and um you know kind of helping liberate black people from uh slavery in the 1800s even before during and after the civil war i got 374 is my next one i actually got believe it or not, in Mad Cave. Now, if that sounds familiar to you, <laughs> there's a reason, right? <laughs> um, Mad Cave Studios, I think it's called Studios. Anyway, it's Mad Cave, but on page 346, they've got a title called Exorcist Never Die. And I honestly, I didn't realize they had, they've got their own section now. I mean, we're talking full color, you mm -hmm. know, edge of the page uh, section and uh we'll eventually be talking about nottingham which was put out by them but this I, I like the premise of the exorcist never die anybody ever watched the original exorcist but this you know might might, might like this but um these are more this is more of a mix between the uh the horror and the science fiction yeah i i there's been a couple of things out of mad cave that have caught my eye over the years and that Nottingham that we're that we'll be talking about soon uh, is definitely one of those. So I'm I'm glad to see them kind of growing as other other publishers are kind of shrinking. They're one that's rising above. Yeah, and it's cool. Yeah, they're out of Canada, I think. Okay. Good old. Canadian. That's all for me for a while. Okay. Uh, three seventy four is uh, a trade of a collection. I don't even remember if I talked about number one. I don't think I did. That's why I'm talking about it now. Uh, is uh, <laughs> Atonement Bell uh, from Red Five Comics, and I I picked up the 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 issue one just in a random. I was like, oh, that artwork looks cool, and uh, and it's set in St. Louis by a writer uh, from St. Louis, uh, and 
we're near St. Louis, so that's why it's important to us. Um, and I started reading the single issues. I picked up issue two, just came out a, a week or two ago, and I was up at one of the shops up there and got a signed copy of issue two. Oh, okay. uh, so I was, and I didn't have to pay anything extra for it, so it was even mm-hmm. better. Uh, and it's a it's a horror story about the the city's the city of St. Louis's secret past. So uh, issue one kind of just set it up, didn't really get too deep into it, but the artwork's great. Uh, a lot of like stained glass uh, kind of imagery with thick bold lines, um, and uh, so I'm I'm excited to read this as it comes out. So I won't be picking up this trade, but if you haven't been and you're interested, the trade will be coming out shortly. I'm marking it now. I like that uh, in that crystal ball on the cover. There it shows the gateway arch. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Four twenty is my next one. Uh, I well, fumbling through here. Oh, all I had to add was on four thirty one is just comic supplies. So mm. I guess now, I mean, we've graduated from just mentioning, hey. If you want some supplies, <laughs> contact your local comic dealer to, okay, here are the actual products, um, but it still doesn't give you prices. It doesn't really get into any more detail. I don't know. Does it, is that, I mean, we get prices for, you know, books and stuff. So is there no, there's not even really, I guess, uh, well, what's that PI stand for? Is that price? Please inquire. Please inquire. Please inquire. Please okay. inquire. So yeah. Basically it's a, it's, a green light for the retailer to, you know, to price it as they wish. Yeah. Okay. And probably have to buy maybe in some sort of bulk, and that's why mm-hmm. they do it in a in a PI. Right. Kind of a thing. Uh, back on 420 on uh, from Z2 Comics, which have a tendency to do a lot of of music ones. There's a lot of music ones this month. Uh, but this was one that caught my eye that wasn't necessarily surrounded by a band is called murder ballads and it's a trade uh and it's about a a kind of washed up down on his luck uh record company owner uh taking a road trip as his life kind of collapses around him personal life and professional uh and discovers this country blues duo and uh, there's actually a soundtrack that was written for this book to go along with it uh that is i guess by quote unquote by the the country blues band that he discovers uh which is the album is co-written by dan auerbach who is of the black keys along with uh another another fella um so i thought that was cool because there's not necessarily a lot of custom albums that are released alongside uh comic books (laughs) no there's not and what's on the cover shed uh it's a guitar it's a guitar (laughs) two guitars (laughs) <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, two good, two good times. <laughs> you checked it twice, and that is all for me on this side. I don't find any more dog ears. <laughs> I just have a couple of things to mention in the the back. Actually, the apparel section might be on the first side one. I can't remember for sure. But uh, why are they just now soliciting Black Panther Wakanda Forever t-shirts? <laughs> yeah. I think that won't come their... out for another six months, probably. After yeah, that. I think they missed their window on that. Um, they do have uh, the Universal Monsters Frankenstein regular and deluxe statues. So we got a, that's, a, that's the only Universal Monsters sighting that I had in the catalog. I don't know, if, Chad, if you had anything else that you, you had seen. Um, I, I feel like there was something. I'm, I'm flipping. I think it's on the same page. Is there a car? 
also? Uh, I don't know. Oh, you're I'm, not on a page. That's right. I'm not on a page, right? I'm, I'm just on a. <laughs> I'm getting there. Maybe, maybe I can. Maybe I can find it though if I can search. Search for Universal Monsters here at my. Oh, technology. We'll get yes. This. I got to go expand that section though because. Oh, it, it's the. Yeah. I found it. It's okay, Hollywood good. rides 1957 Chevy Suburban with Frankenstein diecast uh, vehicle. I don't know. Oh. If that's is there like a it's the Frankenstein suburban I guess and it oh. comes with a little action figure. So I searched for Frankenstein, but that didn't uh, pop up for me. There's a Van Helsing. Oh, there it is. Yeah, there's I see it now. Huh. The picture is kind of small, but it uh, is. I guess it has been previously solicited, but um so, yeah. yeah there's a, a I don't know if this is going to be a line of monsters and their cars. Uh, well, they have a whole like there's a turtles one. There's a a Raphael Camaro. There's a a VW Bug with Oscar. I don't know who Oscar's supposed to be. Ooh, there's a Wolfman a, with a '57 Corvette. Oh, okay. So look, it's kind of like the a line <laughs> of thing. There's a One Punch Man with a Mazda. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so the Wolfman one would be a good one to point out as well. So, yeah. yeah, and they're only they're thirty bucks. So I mean, if you're into Collecting diecast vehicles with figures along with them. Yeah, I guess these all be perfect fit for be you. Nice, yeah. <laughs> Heck yeah. And then the absurd thing which caught my eye in this catalog was they had these uh, cable holders. They're cable guys, but all they do is they like hold your cables. So like oh, okay. you have a bunch of cables strung around your laptop, right? Like the you Velcro put all the cables. Things? Yeah, no, no. They're actually it's like Captain America, Hulk, Black Widow, Thor, Iron Man, <laughs> Venom, and Wolverine, and they just have their arms out in front of them, and you lay your cables into their arms, so it's like they're lifting up your <laughs> your cables. So, <laughs> okay, I, I thought it was kind of dumb, but yeah. uh, but it did catch my attention. So it's worth I, bringing up. I yeah. Uh, yeah yeah. So there's there was several of them in the. Uh, like the toys and novelties or whatever mm. it was, whatever that, whatever that section is. So yeah. <laughs> let's see if I can see if I can find it. No, I must not have the right section expanded. So I'm not going to search for it. It's too much. effort. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. Me too. I did find them though. Oh, okay, good. So I can't remember what they were. They're were like nineteen ninety nine or twenty nine ninety nine or twenty nine ninety nine. Yeah, yeah, it's a little expensive just to hold up some cables. <laughs> yeah, you had to really, really be into that character, you know. Yes, and have room on your desk to yes. have it sitting there. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, do we have a? I don't know. I didn't even mark any uh, um financial picks here did anybody mark any picks that they thought would be worth picking up anything they like want to pick up for investment purposes i did uh i think this one uh is you're not going to have to invest too much in it but if they throw a new character in that that dawn of dc free comic book day mm -hmm. you know that sometimes those free comic book day books get overlooked and then they they throw in something big in there and then they go for five ten bucks online yeah. afterwards uh that's that was my investment pick was the free <laughs> book <laughs> that's a good investment yeah, could be. the only downside is a lot of times shops will order those by the 500s yeah and uh because sometimes there'll be a one in 500 variant and a lot of times the one in 500 variant can be sold for the same price as all the rest of them together uh, so yeah. they can uh, so they can get all their money back and then you know maybe make some money on the one in 100s and Gotcha. giveaway so usually there's a lot of quantity out there i see on those i mean i'm just not to be the 
nay nayer. But oh, uh, it's okay. I'm <laughs> I'm not gonna get it probably anyways. So yeah, <laughs> you're not you're not bursting well, my you, bubble. You'll you'll probably get it because I'll probably have a copy for you. So. <laughs> <laughs> but you may not, you know, keep it in excellent shape. There'd That's be probably true, yeah. no probably no reason to do that. So I'll cut out the little things and make posters in my room. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, Mike, you got an investment pick? Uh just only off your cue uh of the unstoppable Doom Patrol number two, the first appearance of the future all star Justice League chairman character called the worm. The worm. <laughs> <laughs> I figure he'll show up in a Captain Captain Marvel slash Shazam book at some point. Oh, wait, they've already got a worm. (laughs) (laughs) I don't I you know, I'm struggling to find a to find a pick to, you know, that I would that I would put down money for uh, in this catalog. It's wow. Yeah, it's there's not a whole lot that really jumps out at me. I'm getting kind of. Uh, a little down on the first appearances here because there's something like there's just a little too much. I probably the one book that I'm going to buy to flip is going to be the Doctor Doom Timeless variant. <laughs> Try to get some of those graded at nine eights. I think there'll be some money made there just because it's a nice looking cover and I think this popular character people will want that in mm-hmm. a slab just to look at it. So that's probably the one that I'm going to you know put some money into. So uh, what are you guys looking forward to? Anything? I'm, I don't know. I I would say because my go-to is DC Green Arrow number one, but I think I'm going to say the Paul of Paul Levitt's uh, Avengers. What was that subtitle for that war war against time or something like that? Mm-hmm. Uh, war That's across like time. The, the last issue's coming out. It's like time. yeah, it's issue number four, but oh, it's okay. the only thing. And I mean, I, I I I just yeah, I haven't seen, I haven't read any of it yet, but. I'm still looking forward to this whole story. Chad, what about you? Um, I got a couple of things. I'm I'm in- excited about that DC villain scar just to see what it is. I've been the the gargoyles and the Darkwing Duck. I have been keeping up with, and I like what Dynamite's doing with it. Their teams have been it's you know it's nothing heavy, nothing that requires a lot of thinking. <laughs> uh, just a nice little escape, which is sometimes what you want out of a comic. Uh, so something like that's exciting. And then the, the Darth Vader black, white, and red, uh, is the other one that I'm excited for, uh, just to kind of see what people do with the character. I'm curious to see, you know, the peach Momoko kind of story and what she does with the character visually and with the the actual story itself. I'm just going to go with a couple here and like the world tree again, James Tynion, Writing that, I'm not super stoked about that, but I remember dialing into bulletin board services. So I, I don't know, it kind of has my interest peaked. And then and then the expansion on the Expanse uh, and TV show and or books um, with Expanse, the Dragon Tooth, that 12-issue series. I'm, I'm obviously going to be picking that up, and I think that's – we'll just see how that uh, that goes. So, All right, so I think that's going to do it for another episode. Uh, don't forget that you can contact us at podcasts at bergcomics.com. That will reach all three of us. Mike, if somebody wanted to reach out to you separately, where would they do that at? Uh, it would be Mike Atchison – or I'm sorry, matchison 90 at gmail.com and MikeAtchison5 on Twitter. Chad, what about you? You can find me on Facebook at Shad Schubert. That's S-H-A-A-D-S-C-H-U-B-E-R-T. And as always, look out for upcoming shows, music, and all that good stuff from Shad and Thomas. 
And I'm Scott Reed. You can find me at birdcomics.com, B-U-R-G comics.com. And uh, convention season starting up. Uh, first show I think I'll be doing is March 11th in Evansville, Indiana. It's a Southern Indiana uh, comic book show. This is an awesome show because it's nothing but comic books. Uh, 18 dealers, 36 tables of almost exclusively comic books to dig through. Um, so it's an awesome show for the, the for the real comic book person uh, to attend. No admission. So if you're you know looking into looking for back issues, it is uh, definitely the best place within two or three hours of Southern Illinois to go and and track down lots and lots and lots of comics all at once. So, all right, that'll do it. And we'll be back uh, soon, Shad, with what's coming uh, up after this one? With episode 154. And 154 is going to include that I'm stalling uh, because I didn't have this page pulled X-Men, up. X-Men, God, loves, God man kills. loves, Man Kills, and Dead Boy Detectives, uh, volume one, uh, which is the Ed Brubaker run of issues one through four. All right, and we'll be back soon. Believe I just got a phone call. Is that Congressman Mike Boss? It's Congressman Mike Boss. That's what I thought I heard. We <laughs> were just talking about Boss. That's hilarious. <laughs> Lucky? Uh, I really felt like I walked into a joke about me. <laughs> no, you did not. Believe it or not, this time it wasn't about you. So okay. I got a spam phone call while you stepped away. Yeah. You know who the spam call- phone call was from? No idea. Congressman, Congressman Mike Boss. That <laughs> <laughs> we were just talking about. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, they, their big brother is watching. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh.